Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy Harkin! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into your Wednesday edition of the Open Mic Podcast. Very big guest on the show today, actor and comedian Jamie Kennedy. He has a brand new comedy special out on Tubi called Stupid Smart. But we all know Jamie from the Scream franchise, Kicking It Old School, Malibu's Most Wanted, and the list goes on and on. He has just done so many things, the Jamie Kennedy experiment. And we're going to talk about all of that. Let's bring Jamie on the line. Jamie, welcome into the open mic podcast it is good to have you here today good to be here man thank you for having me sir well i'm excited to chat with you i've been looking forward to this since last week when we were able to get this on the books a lot is happening in our country right now more so than ever but the big question is my friend how are you doing and how has life been for you quarantine post quarantine and all of that fun stuff you know i've just been uh keeping busy you know i think we're all in a pivot right now and i think things keep changing by the day by the hour and um, I'm just trying to uh, you know get all my ducks in a row and I know that um, there's a lot more important things happening in the world right now than my special but uh, I gotta put it out at some point and you know comedy right now can offer a good diversion in these turbulent times and when people want to take a break from the news, you know? Yeah, I think that's a very valid point because I've noticed that some people are kind of stopping and, and I support that. But I also, I do agree with you that comedy can be a great diversion and your special, Stupid Smart, is definitely that. Um, fantastic. That can be seen on Tubi. And if you haven't watched it yet and you're listening to this, you absolutely have to watch it because it is just pure, classic Jamie Kennedy material. Let's talk about it because you've been doing a lot of different things over time. You've had specials. You've had TV shows. At what point did you decide that you were ready to just kind of start putting this together and, and, and come back with a brand new special. What was that process like for you? I think once, uh, you know, comedy, I'd done a few specials and I was like, you know, kind of middling where I was, you know, like um, I was always at the same kind of level. And then I think podcast and Netflix kind of converged at the same time and all of this great content consumption came. And I basically around 2015 started working out my new hour, putting together all of these different, you know, working on an hour basically and figuring where am I going to do it? You know, I shot it at the end of 2018. Um, so it was over a year and a half or a year ago. And, uh, you know, I think that's, you just go and you, you, people now can consume your content anywhere. You can just have your fans that like you and people that are liking you. So I was like, this is the content explosion is here. So about four years ago, I would say. Yeah. Well, I love it. And I've been a fan for a long time from the very beginning, since you kind of came onto the scene and started doing things on television. And then you were showing up in films and comedy. So when I heard that you were doing a new special, I was excited about it. I was like, oh man, this is definitely something that I have to check out. Thank you for doing it and providing us folks with some great 
content and some distractions from all of the madness that's happening right now in our country. But I want to ask you, I mean, you've been on the industry side. You've been in comedy for how long? You've been doing comedy for quite some time, right? I mean, you've been around for a very, very long time. I'd say probably 30 years comedy on and off. I mean, I did my first set in 1990, you know, and then I really started doing it seriously in 91. You know, I really started attacking it. So I've probably been doing it about almost 30 years. And, uh, you know, it's how I started my career as a stand-up, trying to be a stand-up and an actor. And then the acting just hit bigger than my comedy. But I've always been doing it, you know, between movies and do club tours and colleges, you know, theaters. And then it was like, you know, when specials became more and more, you start putting your own special out so people can, you know, see your brand of comedy, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Now, since you've been in the industry for over 30 years, how has it changed? How, how have you seen it develop either for better or for worse from when you started until now? Like, what are some of your perspectives on how things have changed? Totally changed. It's much more DIY. It's much more self-starter. It's much more less barrier to entry. Um, it's always been like you can make your own things, but the tools have become cheaper. The distribution platforms have become more. So it's pretty much if you want to make a name for yourself, you got to go out there and you do it. You basically um, can just create come up with your own thing, create it. And then between many platforms, Tubi being one of them, distribute it, self-distribute. And that's what it is, where before you had to go to people and ask them for things. Now you can just do it yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like, and I ask this of all the comics and, and celebrities like yourself that I have on and that I have the privilege of chatting with, do you feel like that with the way that it is now that some of these new up-and-comers kind of miss out on the hardcore grind and hustle of what it really takes to come up in the ranks like you did and, and to prove yourself and to become a very famous person, a very successful comic and the likes? I mean, look, it's a different world now. People can pop off of YouTube. They can pop off of guest spots. You know, they can pop off of reality TV. They can pop off and start in a movie. Um, you know, that's the way it used to be. But now it's just like it's everywhere. So it's not for me to say. But um, I think the one thing that you do get if you do it, if you come up in, the, you know, through clubs and, you know, some hell gigs is you do get seasoned and you get better at your craft so i think that if you're fortunate enough to get success and if it happens early you might not have that seasoning in you yet but if you keep doing it you will so some people might pop too fast or some people may never pop but the one thing about the hardship is you do get better at your craft because you have to prove yourself so much but it doesn't mean you can't be good now taking a different road that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate your honesty in that. And, and I like your answer because I like that perspective of seasoning. Because I feel like if you get that experience instead of, you know, maybe it's on a reality show or something like that, where you just kind of get instant success, you kind of miss out on the hard work that goes with it. And you definitely have it, my friend, because you've been doing this. Uh, for a very long time, as I mentioned early on, and you have these specials. But how does Jamie approach comedy when it comes to writing? Like, what is your approach when it comes to putting jokes together and deciding on a premise and that sort of thing? H how does that work for you? Just come up with an idea that I'm really passionate about and then um, or something that's really sticking in my skin and I kind of just want to start talking about it. So you go on stage and you start talking about it. And then, you know, from there, you basically 
rant and hopefully you have something funny, you know, one or two funny takes on it. And then you keep those in your tape and then you start adding, you know, jokes to it. And then your friend, my friend helps me edit it. And that's kind of how it starts. It just starts on something that you're really passionate about because that's going to get you the most going. I love it. You know, and it just, it's that process of perfection and that sort of thing. Now, again, another question that that I like to ask because I kind of like to get everybody's perspective on things. Again, you've been around for 30 years. You've been on the scene. You've been just killing it and those sort of things. What are some experiences that maybe were challenging for you or maybe some lessons learned where you kind of could have told your younger self, you know, do it this way instead of doing it that way, if there's anything like that that you could share with us? I think I think the most thing that comes to my brain right now is like the town is going to pursue you the way you tell it to perceive you, you know, in Hollywood. So I think sometimes I was a little too loosey goosey with myself and I was a little too available. And I think that, you know, I think it's a different world now, but when I was coming up, if they can get you easily, they almost don't want you. And I hate to play the game. I'm all about just, but let's just do good work. Let's, my problem is I never played the game enough. And I mean, it doesn't have to be a problem if you want to play in that game, but sometimes there's a lot of little games you have to play. And I would say that maybe sometimes you should just don't be so readily available, which I hate to say that. Well, I think that's a valid point. When you say readily available, you mean like if you have an agent or manager that pitches you something, don't say yes right away and just kind of maybe take something on that you're more passionate about. Would that be something a little more specific? Because I've, I've, I've never heard anybody answer that way before and I like it. So uh, my no, point- it's more it's more like it's more like the town, you know, like when you're a hungry actor and you're desperate you're gonna do stuff and so you're a hungry comedian you want to work you go from not having anything to getting opportunities and sometimes you start taking opportunities because they're so damn you never had them before they're so exciting i think sometimes if you're a little less excited about working and a little bit more picky in your ability to say okay well let's look at the big picture here as opposed to just being excited that you're going to work i think that's that that's what I would tell my younger self because sometimes I would just whatever I got to do and I think it's stupid but sometimes just being so eager to do something people are like you're like the person at the party like you know oh well I haven't talked to that person all night who who haven't I talked to you know what I mean I do I hate to say that game but to me it's all about people that just want to do stuff and that's how I am but like unfortunately Hollywood is more like well this person's too easy to get let me um who I can't get, which again, you shouldn't want to work like that anyway. But I'm just saying, if you want to work in the game, that's what I would tell myself. I appreciate that, Jamie. That's very insightful to hear that side of things because you don't hear that often, to be honest with you, right? Like I was interviewing somebody else the other day, and similarly, they said they gave the same kind of answer. You know, this person had been in X number of films and He's still trying to prove himself that he can do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But he has kind of been the same way where he wished that he hadn't been so eager and readily available at the beginning and kind of held out for different things, if that makes any sense, and then decided, 100%. I'm going to do it this way. Jake Busey is who it was. And not to name drop, but he had a very similar approach to kind of where you're coming from going, you know, I, I have my dad's shadow that I have to follow in. And so I... I was so excited to act that I just said yes to things that I probably shouldn't have said yes to. And uh, now I'm kind of pigeonholed as this blue collar character actor. And some people don't see me in the light that 
I wish that they would. You know what I mean? So it's interesting to hear that from you as well. It's pretty cool how that works out. At, at what point in, in all of this did you realize that, you know, you had made it as, as an actor or a comedian and you kind of felt like this is something that I could see myself doing for the rest of my life? What, what was that point for you? I mean, I think you've made it when you're completely in demand and you can call all the shots, you know, mm -hmm. I can call some shots, but there's a lot of shots I'm trying to call. I mean, ultimately, I can call the shots, but if I want to play certain games, I want to do certain things, I got to play certain games. So I think when you really make it is when you can call all the shots. So I still work on that, but I definitely can call a lot of shots, but I think I, this is weird. This is you'll like this probably. Is that um, I think when I've been a trailer, like you go into a trailer and you have all these different <laughs> trailers. Sure. And you sit there and you're like, wow, I'm on set again. And you're like, this is so cool. And then you're like, I always go in trailers and I always just wonder if it's the last time I'll ever be in a trailer. I don't know why, but that's what I think about. And I think about like, well, I'm in this trailer again. I'm in this trailer again. And I think that once you're in enough, I, I think I've, it was like five years ago or four years ago. I'm like, I've been in so many different trailers and so many different states and so many different countries that I'm like, I think I'm always going to have a trailer. I know that sounds weird, but it's like, I think I'm always going to have a trailer. And so that's how I kind of know. Like once I was 20 years in and I'm like, okay, this is not going to go away. I'm some sort of thing that will always be able to work on some capacity. And that's, I'm very fortunate. Did you ever have any moments where you passed up on something and wished that you hadn't? Or that is anything like that ever happened to you in your 30 year career? Oh, yeah, you definitely, you know, like things happen. Like when I did Son of the Mask, I also had to offer for Without a Paddle. And I, I wonder now if I went and did Without a Paddle, would that have moved the needle more? Or I remember in 2007, I had a pilot. It was the last minute it was the same year that big bang theory shot their pilot and i'm like i look at that success of that show and like my pilot didn't go to series and it's like if it did would that have worked so you always think of things that don't work but you know it's like i auditioned for clueless a few times i didn't get that i'm like would that have changed things so yeah you, you definitely think about it but it's a certain things are just out of your control. I appreciate the other fact about you is that you're always so honest and open about who you are as a person and as an actor. And I get the impression just even talking to you now 20 minutes into our interview that what you see is what you get, right? Like this is Jamie, this is who I am and there's no facade. And I feel like that that's something that's maybe missing from Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like people aren't very honest about where they're at or kind of who they are. Does, did, would you agree with that? Does that make any sense? I mean, I'm not asking you to call anybody out necessarily, but just kind of the overall persona of the game that we've been talking about that theme so far. There's different pockets of comedy and comedians and, and different like, you know, entertainers and such. Like I'm kind of this thing that's over there, you know, different comics that, you know, we're like all made our mark in society and we became like a thing. So when we went out, you know, we're, we're comedians that you, that you know as like a, a name and then like everyone has their different groups if you will and i think um i think that's really good and i think that people that, that's what i was saying earlier is like people in hollywood aren't honest like the thing, the thing with me is i think i've been too honest about <laughs> where i am i mean my first joke my first joke in my special was like yo tremor six you know which is true and i'm very 
proud to be in it. But like, how many people didn't know there's a Tremors 5? That's a true joke because no one even knew that shit. <laughs> so it's like funny, you know, but um, but they're out there and people love it and they're consuming it. But it's like, that's where that joke came from. And people like it, but they'll also be like, oh, that's Jamie Kennedy. Like, you can get him. He's doing the Tremors after the Tremors. Well, can you? Can you get me? Like, I'm very, paid very well for those. And I'm Bert Gummer's son. And that is part of a long lasting legacy that I'm very fortunate to be in. And I get to be star in a movie. And um, so where, where I can see where people can joke about it. But it's like, how many are you doing that? Or how are you doing the movie? So to me, just to be able to do it is a privilege. And we don't care if it's a podcast, a red box movie or on 5,000 screens. We like who we like. Stars are coming out of all different genres, from reality TV to Oscar-winning movies, because at the end of the day, Hollywood has sold itself. Because if you have huge movies, and they're beautiful, and they're escapism, and they're digestible, and they make a lot of money, Hollywood is on your balls. Hollywood likes a good art movie or a good art TV show, and it's, at the end of the day, that's what you want to make. You want to last, but they love money more than anything. Sure. So if somebody was out there doing videos talking like, you know, they just sucked helium out of a balloon <laughs> and that fucking made a half a million dollars at the box office, <laughs> I would be like, it's Balloon Man. Fucking oh, A. <laughs> He's the most decorated artist of our time. And I see the bullshit and I've always known this. And the problem is when it works, it works. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. If I, if, if I had enough hits, people, sometimes people don't take you seriously when you don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. But it's all bullshit. It's just acting. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Sucking helium out of a balloon. Well, I think, I think, right. yeah, no, no, I get it, my friend. Well, the funny thing is, is like you have a house, a nice house. You, you have family, mm-hmm. you have all of these things. So it's worked for you, right? Like there, it's not like it hasn't worked for you. And you've, you've had, you know, it doesn't matter, at least in my opinion, like to be honest, when I had heard that, uh, you know, you had a new special and I was like, man, you know, this is somebody that I've, I've wanted to have on my podcast for a long time and he's got something new so we can promote it. I didn't think for a second, I wasn't like, oh, I'll definitely get him. Or I, I had no idea because in my viewpoint, you're, you're a celebrity, you're famous, you're popular, and it's not always a guarantee. It doesn't matter who that person is. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be anybody and you have a valid point. No, are you available? And you know, nobody really knows, right? But you're working, you're a working actor, you're a working comic. And it doesn't matter to me. It's like you are who you are, Jamie. And that's, I think, hugely has what has what made you successful at just you, you know, and just kind of who you are, your likability and that sort of thing. Now, I, I would look, be- I try to be, I try to be accessible. That's that's my MO. Yeah. And, and some people aren't. And I think I think it's helped me a lot of ways. People like it. And I think other ways people are like, oh, that guy's always around. You know what I mean? So, but it's okay. That's my, that's my persona. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this as we wrap up here, the screen movies. I mean, I'm sure you talk about this all the time. Now, when you were getting ready to do those and you got the scripts, some people say yes. Some people say they don't know. Did you think at all this would be a cult classic? Like this would be something that would stand the test of time for God knows how many years now that it's been out. I definitely thought it would be, I, that's exactly what I thought. I thought it would be a cult classic. I thought it would be like one of those movies. Like I thought if we could do like maybe what Nightmare did, you know what I mean? Like that was a movie that I think 
came out and did pretty good, but really it it became a super power on video. That was like one of the first videos I ever rented from the video store. So I think that Scream, I thought, would be along those lines. I mean, it would be for the fans. But then you have to remember that Scream came out and it just got killer reviews, started winning a bunch of genre awards, went international, and made over $100 million. So it became much bigger than a horror movie. It became a, a movement. It became an iconic thing. I didn't know it was going to do that. Such a great film. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of this and some honesty in your highlights. And of course, you have a podcast as well. We can't forget about that. If people want to listen yeah. to that what can they expect from your podcast um it's called hate to break it to you i gotta do more apps but it's basically my take on things you know like if you like my comedy it's a little deeper it's a little bit more raw and it's just my take on different things and i'm doing more as we go but you can just find the clips on youtube or go to apple and download it but it's called hate to break it to you yes and your episode about bobby brown that was hilarious man uh just <laughs> she's funny yeah, she is hilarious. I actually, <laughs> somebody actually, I was talking to a fellow podcaster lately, and he's like, that's who you should get on your show, because you've had some of these iconic people, you know, like yourself and Busey and D.B. Sweeney. And so they're like, if you're going after that genre of things, uh, you should try and get her. But uh, it was great. And then I have to say, and I wanted to say it on tape, your Jamie Kennedy experiment, you have to check that out. It's out there everywhere. But out of everything that you did on that show, and they were all classic, my favorite was the lifeguard episode where you told everybody you had to take a bathroom break that one was the best uh and Thanks, uh, man. I yeah that. that just your expressions on your face walking into the pool and just like classic comedy at best it definitely you, yeah it definitely gives you know some of these other shows uh that are out uh a run for their money man and uh, if anybody ever said hey you need to bring it back. I, I would support it 100%, my friend, uh, because it was just pure pure comedy gold. If people want to learn more about you, Jamie, or follow you on social media or check out your new special, Stupid Smart, which you have to, how can they do that? You can go to my website, um, which is, you know, jamiekennedy.com. Go to Twitter, Jamie Kennedy, Instagram, the Jamie Kennedy. You can just see all this stuff, Facebook. But it's all there. You go to IMDb search me i'm on all those places perfect well jamie thanks for joining me on the podcast today my friend i appreciate it dude thank you that brings today's episode to an end thanks for choosing to stop by and listen if you enjoyed the show consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button it's absolutely free the views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host is it all over rock i guess so until next time cheers <laughs>